so one of them turns and looks at you gate-mouthed. Uh, with his knife, like, sort of dangling in his hand. The other one looks at you and then looks at his companion, who's just completely lost the plot, and then l- turns his head very quickly to look at the person going through the other door. And that person shouts an order in a language you don't understand and then barges through the door towards the front of the building. And the one that you are in the kitchen with that is not insensate uh, sort of circles around at you, is not willing to just, like, (laughs) jump-stab a floating troll. But clearly has been given the Morgan. given the assignment of like, okay, that one's <laughs> your job. <laughs> kind of look at the cultist like, that dude's a dick to you, isn't he? Um, what languages do you speak, by the way? I don't know. We had this brief conversation oh, the other okay. time. Okay, never mind then. It's you. It's not one. It's not one that you speak. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, like, I assume I speak troll, and then I think I have two other languages that I would speak. Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, part of the thing about this this setting is that yeah. there's there's a language for each cardinal direction. There are the, ver- <laughs> there are the various uh, human kingdoms, and then they, yeah. So, we're just going to ignore a lot of that. You are going to be able to speak the languages when you can speak the languages, and not speak the languages when you cannot speak the languages. These people yeah. are communicating in a language you do not know. Um, oh yeah, that makes complete sense. I have no idea if he's understanding what I'm saying, though. Um. Yeah, you don't. You don't have any idea if he's yeah. understanding what you're saying. <laughs> um. So yeah, he will. He sort of like moves around, and uh, you can see he's trying to put like some countertop between you and him. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like I'm just going to brush past him. Like, okay. This guy's clearly just sort of been told, like, you keep him busy. And that doesn't seem like a good plan. Okay. I want to go talk to the guy who told me to be kept busy. So I'm going to go through the door. Okay, so you bust through the door just in time to see the uh, the third figure, uh, who now you can tell has a very shiny sword in one hand and a very not shiny knife in the other hand. Um, very... The mental thing with the dock? What? Is the mental thing still up, uh, Doc? Armstrong? Yes. Sure. Uh, sure. Some shit's happening in the end. Like, some real shit. Oh, don't worry. Doc's about to find out. Okay. <laughs> um, that just makes the timing even better for me to think about telling people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, your giant troll bulk pushes past... The, the guy who's sitting there drooling in your way, uh, the other one has made his way out of your way, which is exactly the opposite of what he was told to do. Uh, <laughs> and you sort of... idea. <laughs> uh-huh. You sort of smash through this... I'm going to say it's like a door. I'm going to say there's like a, a fairly lightweight wooden door between the kitchen and the front room. And you sort of could chunk into that. I don't know if it splinters under your weight or whatever. But you make a pretty loud noise. And at that at that noise, and Mike, uh, sorry, Doctor Armstrong, you can see this too. The uh, innkeeper from the front, uh, from the front doorway, who's like picking her, uh, picking her frying pan up off the poor person she dropped it on, right? And like 
smoothing down some of their shift. Like, my Doctor Armstrong can see this person like acting fairly like that. She's being very kind to this body that so far has not had a person in it. Right? That you have not you have not interacted with as a, a being. Um, but then she hears that she she seems to hear a noise behind her. And whirls around just in time to see the cloaked figure bearing down on her with weapons. And then she lets out another scream. Which also, uh, our Elamir on the roof can hear the scream as well. So. We could roll for initiative now. I don't know what your various plans are. Why doesn't everybody give me an initiative roll? Making a lot of assumptions about plans and our <laughs> having them. Well, you know, I don't pretend to know what what's in your heart, but what's outside your heart is someone trying to get to your heart from the outside. So. Ooh, oh, wait. This again? What? Plus 80. Oh, God. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Uh, Just click it. Put it in the the tracker. I opened up the tracker. It should work this time. Well, I waited until after you had that open before I did it. So it didn't. You got a zero. Well, yeah, but I have a plus two to initiative, so I have no idea how I get a zero. I think think it's it's an overflow error, right? Like, maybe? It's just weird. Like I rolled a one, so yeah. like that—that that would be like a three, I think. But okay, let's see if I can manage to do this. Plus two. What if it's the two pluses in there? Do I have it like? Oh, because I probably put the plus. I put an extra plus in there. Uh, I'm just gonna roll this again just for shits and giggles to see if it behaves itself. It does. Okay. I still don't know where the extra eighty is coming from. I I must be something behind. Yeah. So it won't go if there's no token selected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, roll 20 could be like that. That's All deeply right. frustrating. Well, here is the here's the part where we go old school. And I'm going to go grab a piece what? of paper. And we're going to write this nonsense down. So for initiative, we have... Starting at the top, we got Thick. And then... Yeah, well, like, thick got a three. Remember, I just re-rolled because I fixed the plus to initiative. Okay. It was the extra plus that was fucking up my rolls. Like, that would be an 83, I think, uh, if we're, we're doing our plus 80 numbers there. Okay. I'm not that worried about what the actual numbers are. Yeah, okay. Um, just the numbers, uh, the, just their, their relative ooh. values. Yeah, yeah. Looks like last from the numbers I'm seeing there. You? Yeah. Ignore the 97. That was... I re-rolled that. The first one I rolled was a 1. Oh. Well, I have you at the so, top right now, so... I mean... Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> I think that's all of our directly involved combatants. Okay, so... We'll move thick to the bottom of the issue. So, hand one gets to go. And uh, so the way initiative works in playing games, uh, everybody gets a turn, 
in their initiative order. Uh, and then everybody gets another turn in their initiative order. And we keep going until people start running out of attacks per round. I think everyone here has three. Yes. I think literally everyone involved in this fight has three attacks per melee or actions per melee. Which means I I don't think the melees themselves matter except for durations and things, which we'll get to. I thought I had more than that. I'll check. Oh no! So the hand to hand has two. Do you have three longbow rate of fire? Maybe. Maybe I was the. Th yeah, because in this game specifically, in the Palladium Fantasy game specifically, there are rate of fire rules for ranged weapons. It's very strange. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'll make a note. This is round one of melee. Um, all right. So our. Uh, the hand, the the hand of rail, the the one that sort of couldn't deal with the floating troll, right? <laughs> uh, he snaps to his senses and immediately comes at thick from behind with his dagger, right? Uh, and he will sort of as you're as you're. I'm imagining your bulk is having a hard time making it through this doorway. Yeah. So he's going to take a swing at you from behind. Yeah. Um, so what's going to happen? How this works uh, for melee combat specifically. He's going to roll a strike. And he rolled a 19 to strike. And he will deal 7 damage if he hits. Um, since it's a melee attack and you are functionally aware of it. Yeah. You get to roll a parry. Okay. And the parry is essentially your armor class. So you uh, roll that, and if you beat a 19, or if you meet or beat a 19, because the tie goes to the defender, if you yep. if you at least roll a 19, the attack misses. You parry the attack. If you don't, you take the 7 damage. Uh, okay. I don't know if I have why I should have bonuses for my parry or not, but that's fine. Okay. So that's a 12. Okay. So, um... The other thing is, I don't know what... Let me pull up your sheet here, Thick. You have pro some kind of armor on, I believe. Or do you yeah, not? Yeah, I'm wearing, like, robes or something, whatever the default was. Yeah, you just... I don't know if you even just didn't care about armor. I didn't understand it. Yeah, you just didn't put on any armor. So why don't you go ahead and take that 7 damage to your 243 <laughs> SDC. Okay. I went 240... Yeah, 6. 246. Okay. Um, Oh, 236. They need to get stabbed to get healed. Yes. Uh, they're going to have to stab pretty hard to get through that. Um, so that was hand number one. And he uh, he just seems nonplussed. He, 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 was, he was expecting a troll to be hard, but not this hard, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is Elamir. Elamir, there, is still a, there are two wolves, one of them fairly badly wounded, Still squaring off against a couple of the guardsmen. They're probably not an immediate threat to you. There's some weird shit going on downstairs. 
you can see Doc running like like jogging towards the 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 stairs below you, where the donkey is actually, roughly nearby. Um, the sound of screaming has been heard twice from downstairs, and there was a loud crunch thwack noise that you assume has to involve thick somehow. Um, I think my thought would be that if I can get these wolves at least not an issue, the guards are free to help with whatever's happening inside. Cool. Uh, so I want to shoot at the healthier wolf to see if we can just chase them away. Okay. All right, yeah, give me a roll. Another... Seven damage, sixteen attack. 16. All right, so the the healthy wolf is going to attempt to dodge. Okay, so that's a that's a twenty on the dodge. Uh, so that wolf uh, avoids your arrow. Okay, and turns and sort of snarls in your general direction. They're still not quite sure where you are. But they're not very happy with you. Um, Alright. So. The guy with the sword. Who was giving the orders. uh, Shouts. Something in. Well. In Elvish. He shouts something in Elvish. And uh, it's a little bit muffled. By the time it reaches your ears. From the snow and the wind. Elamir. But he shouts. A phrase in old Elvish, like, and elves live a long time, so old Elvish is old, old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a thing that you've only heard a couple of times, and when you've heard it, it's a phrase that you heard some old timers. Is your we decided you're a half elf? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you've heard like some older, older elves use this. As like an archaic like curse word phrase, you don't quite know exactly what it means. It's like sort of like the Irish cursing that's like the Gaelic cursing that's still left over in parts of our country in parts of America that no one understands anymore, but they still use it, right? Um, but you know that it's like old, and this guy says it like it's a battle cry, not like a it's a an expletive said under his breath. Um, and then he essentially attempts to cleave the the innkeeper in half. He brings back his sword and he's... Well, he brings back both weapons and attempts to, attempts to, to do grievous bodily harm to the innkeeper. Whoa. So, yeah... <laughs> Is, is there's no way for us to intervene? Um, not immediately. What What are you thinking? Um, I want to paralyze him with the evil eye. You'll get your chance actually right after he goes. All right. Um. Yeah. He after he kills this person, you can do something. Well, so that damage roll is uh not accurate. <laughs> so. Another a weird a thing about Palladium games, and this is true in like D and D too, right? <clears throat> there are weapons that do more damage to 
some types of enemies than others. So I've queued this guy's damage up specifically as it applies to thick. <laughs> <laughs> but why? <laughs> but uh, that's not how much damage that weapon is going to do to the innkeeper. So I'm going to give the innkeeper a chance to parry uh, his his attacks, although I imagine she's going to fail, yeah. yes. Um, and yeah, so he hits the innkeeper with the dagger and with the, uh, like, he gets, he, he comes up with the dagger and sort of pins her and then attempts to run her through with the sword. <clears throat> the sword, like, and it's a shiny sword. Like, this is like, this is a really nice looking sword. And it appears to sort of it's less like he's hitting her with a sword and more like he stabbed her in the belly with a baseball bat, right? Like, it's not pleasant, but she's also not disemboweled. Hmm. Uh, she does slump to the, the floor, and those who can see her from their positions do see, like, blood welling up where the dagger hit her, essentially. Um, but she sort of collapses on top of the the f the form of the unconscious body and uh does not and is is not able to defend herself at this point um doc what are you doing uh yeah like i don't want to deal with this person anymore so i turn them off okay <sighs> cool uh they need to save okay so you are using which super psionic power here the biomanipulation right Biomanipulation, the evil eye. Okay. And you are using which mode? Uh, paralysis. Okay. Okay, well that's real gross. <laughs> um, so let me see what I got for saves for this person. Okay. So. That seems bad, huh? Here's what happens. Uh, yeah, actually, their saves are pretty pretty good. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> no, you hit this person with the evil eye. And, yeah, you are pretty good at what you do. Because they just stop. Um, in fact, Thick, from behind, you can see that this person, like, tenses up. And then sort of teeters a little bit and then not quite ragdolls to the floor um at the same time uh through your like god radar or whatever it yep. is right <laughs> you sense a surge of power uh the static gets very very loud from in the kitchen behind you Oh, this part where I get stabbed even harder. It's definitely possible. <laughs> um, alright. So, Doc, after you render this person ineffective as a combatant, what is your... Do you, do you move? Do you... Yeah, I... I move over to them. I take their swords away. Um, okay. Uh, is the innkeeper... Or the person that they stabbed... 
dead or dying? Do they need me to push some hit points into them? She's still alive. She's hurt pretty bad. Um, and she is now essentially like draping herself over the body on her doorstep in a protective fashion. Oh, that oh. sounds all very bad. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, so I'll take this guy's stuff and... I don't have, like, handcuffs or anything, right? No, not currently, no. I, like, on a scale of dangerous things that I've seen, is this person, like, very dangerous or, like, just moderately dangerous? <laughs> um, well, are you attempting to use your aura sight on them, or are you just, like... Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll use aura sight on them. Okay, um, let me. It, it, it's more of a, like a like a what like a feeling I get from this person. Like, yeah, let's, let's do our aura sight. Well, no, I mean, uh, from, so you have you have hand to hand martial arts, right? Yeah. So you're like fairly well trained, can handle yourself, and obviously trained with other people who can, so would sort of know what that looks like. Um, this person is uh, if not rendered completely immobile by theoretically less than lethal means uh horrifically dangerous okay um and i i I assume i don't feel particularly yeah like maybe i'll just uh put them in a coma as well but i've done an action so someone else should go into an action (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, let's. Uh, that brings up uh, the hand behind, uh, behind thick. Uh, the one that was in the the kitchen. Yeah. Um, he runs away. Uh, this is all really bad to him. He's done. He's done here. Uh, thick. There's a knife almost literally sticking out of your back. Uh, Doc is ahead of you holding uh, some swords that don't feel good to be in the same room with for you. Uh, and and the incredibly dangerous fucker is he, who's now like having a seizure or something? He is he is yes he is on the ground immobile um, there's a sense of intense anger about him even as someone who can't currently move right? <laughs> He's also the one who tried to kill... Okay. I... Yes. Does the innkeeper look like she has kids? She looks like she has kids? Remember, I'm obligated to defend She is... Kids. Like I said, she's probably like mid-40s, so she's a person who could have kids. Uh, so I find that guy annoying. Um, I'm gonna... I'm going to solve problems like I solved my last set of problems and use the body to punch the guy behind me. Use by the... by the the, take, the Basically, pick Comatose guy and like throw him at the dude with a knife. Okay, sure. Um, well, because I don't want Comatose guy near his swords. Those seem bad. And also, he tried to kill that lady. I think I'm supposed to do something about that. Okay, sure. So you... Okay, yeah. Well, comatose guy is current. Well, he's not comatose. He is paralyzed. Aware of his surroundings, he's just completely unable to physically interact with them. Um, I mean, he's another body. 
I just view bodies as weapons at this point. He absolutely is a body, and he can be used as a weapon. Uh, feel free to... Yeah, so you finish smashing... You finish Kool-Aid manning your way into the room. You yeah. sort of move past the tables or whatever they're in there, and you like, grab this guy's body and, what, hurl him through the hole you made at the guy who stabbed you? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Uh, give me an attack roll, I guess. Uh, okay. So do I take the bonus for hand-to-hand on that? The bonus to punch ball, whatever the hell that is? I just don't know. I'm not using a weapon. Yeah, just roll your strike. Uh, it should add okay. all the bonuses. Your your uh, this so far they've been pretty good at all of the. Okay. Oh wow, that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, well, also uh, it don't look like it is, but don't forget that because you have wild strength. Uh, yeah. That's doubled. Oh oh. To uh, to uh, humanoid, non god type peoples, you're terrifying. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, so that will probably hit... Let me real quick try a thing for this poor bastard. Yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't succeed. Um, Alright. So you pick this dude up, and you throw him through the 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 smashed pieces of the door that you've walked through. Uh, the person who was attempting to stab you before uh, was sort of awestruck by how ineffective their attack was and you hurl the paralyzed individual into the formerly belligerent individual and uh they both turn into a cloud of meat okay <laughs> well i guess that solves a problem what we're gonna do with this guy hey sorry I keep forgetting you guys are made of like <laughs> Um yeah uh the the third cloaked figure can be seen standing in the doorway uh the very the first one that thick entered via uh can be seen and it can be seen over the like mess of bodies that is now clogging the doorway to the kitchen itself uh, looking absolutely horrified, and then th- they they just take off into the snow, basically. <laughs> like this is clearly not their scene at this moment. <laughs> Elamir, uh, both wolves are still currently alive. Um, they are. Weighing their options, although they don't look like they're probably going to leave quite yet. Okay, I think I'm going to try the same thing. I think I can use a called shot or a special aim shot. Yep. Uh, So that's just another plus three to strike. Yep. And like, on... On... Targets that have multiple places you can target, that would be... That would let you pick where you're going to hit them if you hit, basically. So, like, there are... there, and I think headshots do extra damage, maybe. So, if you want to aim for the wolf's head, you absolutely can. Um, don't remember exactly how that works. But I could look it up if you want me to. Uh, let's just say for now, it was just somewhere that seems sensitive, like the... 
that would normally scare an animal okay. Okay. more than dropping. Okay, so you're 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 more interested in like scaring the animal off and actually hurting it. I'm trying to get like a two for one here. Get both of them rid of both of them. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that your roll? Your twenty-four? Yes. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna roll to dodge, but they're both weighing the wolves at this point have. A second ago, when there was, like, the really loud squelching crunch from below you, uh, <laughs> in the moment that happened, you noticed a change in the demeanor of the wolves. Uh, so, okay. no matter if this guy dodges or not, they're gonna get out of here. It's just not worth it. So, fails to dodge takes the hit uh that wolf is in pretty bad shape and they're they're getting they're they're taking the better part of valor the wolves are going to to make make their getaway leaving a trail of blood at this point out of the village sort of further up the mountain past the church towards the up the mountain um yeah and uh, I'm going to call the combat over there since there are no surviving remaining belligerents. Uh, that seems about right. The guards immediately turn once they're once they're con- once they're convinced the wolves are out of out of range. They immediately rush onto the uh, the porch of the the inn and sort of they. They will, one of them shouts uh, at Doc. Uh, say, Who are you and what are you doing here? And they sort of like wave their torch around in front of them threateningly. You get away from her. Okay. Why don't you go talk to the guards that I stopped from dying outside? But sure, go ahead and threaten me. Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have a doctor than threaten them with a torch? When you, when you mention the, the wounded guards... Uh, the guard who's addressing you will sort of turn to the other guard that's with him and n- nod in the direction of the courtyard of the, the square. And that guard will disengage and go start collecting their fallen, basically. Uh, sorry, who? The point where he's talking to the people being like, oh, whatever, I'm going to sneak out the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, guards. <laughs> Tip, tip, toe, Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, who, oh no, what happened? And he's, he, he will, the, this guard will go down to his knees, uh, and sort of, it looks like he's going to pick up the, uh, <clears throat> looks like he's going to tend to the wounded shopkeeper, or innkeeper, and then he just sort of, like, pushes her off the other body. <laughs> And and begins to like cr- pick up and and sort of cradle lift the uh, the elven youth in his arms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well. Um, and I already made sure that the person that got stabbed in the stomach, the not innkeeper person, was is not going to die of anything recently. Yeah, she's not in great shape, but she'll live, right? Yeah. All right. Um, I flagged down the elf to see if I can get their attention so we can talk about elfy things. Okay. 
Yeah, what are you doing, Elamir? Um, I'm getting off the roof, first of all, I guess. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't know if there's roof access, or I just have to like drop down to the balcony or something. Yeah, you can manage to dismount the building like Action Star style. That's not a problem. Um, conversation outside is going to be rough. It is windy and cold and snowy and gross out here. So yeah, I flagged them into the into the gore room into the building because we should talk about what's going on okay all right um so yeah elamir are you gonna follow doc inside yeah i'll just double check to make sure the the donkey's still fine or yeah the, still the there. donkeys the donkey seems okay yeah and then we'll head into the end the donkey is 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 not happy but still tied up not injured um still bearing its load uh, yeah, the, as, as you get to the stairs of the inn, um, the guard notices you as he's coming down the stairs, holding the, the, the unconscious form of this elven youth, uh, and sort of startles at your presence, but does not stop to address you and just sort of starts walking into the snow carrying this person like across the courtyard yeah i i point at so elmir do you see what's going on with all this stuff see how everyone just just seems to drop what they're doing and like cater to this very fancy celestial body yeah i have no idea what's up with this but uh, i mean I'm here to deliver a package. I care less what they're doing with that. Do we have this package still? It's on the donkey? Yeah, nope. donkey's got a package. Who are we delivering this to? Um, uh, Bertrand. Yeah, Bertrand. Have we figured out a person named Bertram? Uh, we don't have no anybody's name yet. Um, right. Is there anybody that uh, at the troll hasn't turned into fine meat chunks? The guard and the uh, innkeeper is still there, although she's may not be in much condition for talking at the exa- this exact moment. Okay, um, I try to wake her up. I've only reduced. <laughs> I've only reduced bad people to meat chunks, <laughs> and allegedly bad. They were bad though. Yeah, you are definitely qualified to make that distinction. <laughs> um, I am absolutely qualified to make allegedly bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're looking for Bertrand Ulick. Um Yeah, so yeah, I I try to wake the innkeeper up. Like I slap them in the face a few times. I you know kind of poke them. If they're like not doing well, I'll push the points into them until they're awake. Are you doing this like in the doorway still, or are you gonna drag her inside out of the snow? I'll bring her inside, out of sight, out of line of sight from the glowing body. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, you pull her in. It's uh, probably like a nice, a, a fair, not a nice, but like a, a relatively comfortable rug relative to the floor uh, that you can sort of lay her out on. Um, she's not fully unconscious. She's just in a lot of pain. So you could probably do something about that yeah. with your various healing powers. 
Yeah, I'd like her to not be. I'd like her to be lucid enough to answer questions. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. It might take another like healing touch or something to get her to that point, but you can do it. Not. I, I dock myself six points. Okay. Um. You don't happen to have dead in pain, do you? No. I'm not. I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so you pump some more hit points into her, and she uh, she comes around a little bit. Um, her eyes go from like closed to open to partially focused, uh, and she looks you up and down from the ground, and then immediately when she sees you, you can see well, you can tell that she's focused on you. Uh, she sort of startles, and you can see her immediately try to turn to look around herself. Yeah. Okay. Um, can, yeah. You're safe. You're safer than you were before. Um, I'm not going to hurt you. So you're probably going to be okay for a little bit. But I need to know who Bertram is. That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at thatdndpodcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder. Mm-hmm.